the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. today to be joined by Hope Darst. Uh, you're probably uh, familiar with her song, Peace Be Still, which is a song that we've been playing on the fish for a while now, and it has become uh, such an important song of healing and hope uh, for this time, and we are so grateful for the opportunity to talk with her today. So Hope, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, Kat, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. And, yes, and I just, you know. Um, you know, this is such a unique time in life, oh, yes. and I, I love <laughs> talking to people and hearing their perspectives and um but you know I also get a lot of comfort knowing that there's a lot of us just taking it day by day going through the same thing so um yes. we're, we're grateful that you are taking some time to be with us today well, I'm um, happy to be here so tell us a little bit about you how your family and how you guys are, are coping with the last few months and <laughs> <laughs> is anyone coping I know right no. <laughs> um no I we, I live in Nashville I've lived here 20 years, um, born in Kentucky, and then moved around a little bit and landed here um, 20 years ago. Met my husband here. We've been married 15 years in August. Oh, wow. Um, I know. And we have two daughters. We have Olivia. She's 11, going into the sixth grade, and Brooklyn is nine, and she's going into the fourth grade, which we were talking about before we started. You also have an 11-year-old and nine-year-old daughter. Yay. So we are legitimately right there together, sister. Right. No kidding. Um, you know, and... My story, kind of in short, is that I've always been singing my whole life. My mom was really cute. She says that when she was pregnant with me, she felt like the Lord was like, pray over her every night that she'll sing for me. And my mom was like, that's such a random prayer. But she did it. And so she prayed that her whole pregnancy over me. And by the time, she said, I sang before I talked. Like, wow. I just, I came out singing. And by the time I was like five or six, I was like, I want to be a singer. You know, I, I grew up in an era that was you know, I'm 39, so I'm, I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore. <laughs> I got a lot in me. I got a lot in me, but I've also got some years under my belt. So, um, you know, and I grew up in that era of like really big voices of, you know, the Mariah Carey's and the Celine Dion's. And so that was kind of the only picture I had of like what music looked like. And so I just assumed, oh, well, I'll just go do that. Um, but I was a believer, had a radical encounter with Jesus at 19 and changed my whole life. And at that point I was just like, okay, um, well, what does that look like? And still thinking I would do music. But by the time I was 25, I really felt like the Lord was like, Hey, do you want to check in with me about like your dreams and desires? Or do you just want to keep doing what you want to do? And I was like, Oh wait, well, what, what you do you have a different plan? You know, do you want me to do something different? And very quickly, I felt like the Lord was like, you know what? I know that that's your dream, but it's just not what I've called you to do. And over the next year, I ended up really feeling like this massive shift and just 
through lots of conversations with my husband at that time and my pastors at that time. And I ended up going into vocational ministry, went on staff at my church, um, became a worship pastor and leader and really just gave my life over to the local church. And we ended up having two young daughters. And so that was my life. And I thought that would be my life forever. I never was like, oh, you know, maybe later I'll be an artist. Like I was really surrendered to that season. And I did that for 13 years. Um, that was my life. And then in 2013, I, I had been doing ministry for so long um, that I really felt like in that season, I was struggling. My parents were going through a really hard divorce. Um, I was struggling with severe postpartum depression. Um, I was trying to navigate, you know, being a working mom, having two really small children, also traveling a ton. Our church at the time was a part of a really big network. And so I would travel all over the country, leading worship, helping with conferences. And I was just stretched way too thin. And I felt like the Lord just finally looked at, just kind of said to me one day, he's like, Hey, you've been doing ministry for a really long time but you have ignored the fact that you need ministry yourself. And so I ended up through a series of events, like coming off staff, stopped traveling. And I just was like, okay, Lord, like this season is going to be about me getting whole and being healthy in you because I wanted to break a lot of cycles that had just happened in my family. And I wanted to do things differently. And I knew that was going to require a season of just some deep healing. And so Simultaneously with that season, we started visiting this little basement of people um, that were having ministry, and I was just really getting a lot of healing and a lot of just um, beautiful time with Jesus in that season. And that gathering ended up becoming what is today the Belonging Company Church, which my husband and I are a part of here in Nashville. And Peace Be Still was written because in that season of healing, I wasn't the only one. There was lots of people that we were just kind of in this small little gathering on Tuesday nights and we were just encountering the presence of God and it was just wrecking us. And so many of us were people that had been in ministry or been in, you know, just positions where we had been around church. Oh, sorry. Um, life. <laughs> and you know, the reality was we were just having this fresh encounter with Jesus and our lives were just, changing as a result. And as our, as our gathering grew, we eventually became a church and we, I was part of the worship team and we went away for just a weekend, just to be a team, just to kind of refresh with the Lord. And we were going to attempt to write a couple of songs. And, <laughs> um, that particular day I was in the room with Mia Fields and Andrew Holt, who's our worship pastor. And Mia came in the room and she just said, I'm really struggling with disappointment. Like, I'm watching a promise of God. I just feel like it's going to fall apart. And it just, I, I don't even know what to do. And, and I just, it opened the door for vulnerability. And I was able to say, well, I'm really struggling with fear in this season and a lot of insecurity and I anxiety. And I just, I felt like I had conquered this years ago and it's just, it's like hitting me in waves and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get past this. And, you know, in that moment, because we had been experiencing a lot of healing just in our personal lives, we'd, we'd learned some tools in that season. And it was to actually grab hold of the promises of God and move in the opposite spirit. And what we felt was fear in that moment. But what we knew God's promise was peace that passes our understanding. And so, you know, we were feeling, we decided to just like, well, let's attack the thing that's attacking us. Like, let's just speak literally to the waves of fear and disappointment right now. And we weren't trying to write a song to be clever. We weren't trying to write 
about fear or peace for the church or for any, we're just writing for our own minds and our own lives and what we were walking out. And, you know, eventually that got in the hands of our church and our church released it. And then several years later, God kind of just in a very honestly surprising, (laughs) supernatural, feels like kind of process opened that door again for me. And I really stepped out in faith because I was just like, God, I have no desire to do this. Like, you know, I laid this down years ago. I'm good. Like I, this, this feels costly in this season. Like, you know, I don't have 20 year old stars in my eyes. I'm a mom. I'm good. I'm good right now. Yeah. Good. Like I'm just trying to raise children that love you. And I'm trying to like, you know, have a great marriage. And I just remember just like, God, you're going to have to confirm that this is you. Like I I remember just being like praying almost that prayer of Moses. Like, I don't want to do this if your presence isn't going to go with me because I, I don't need this. And if I'm going to go you know, step out in faith. You're like, I need to know that your authority and your power is, is on it and in it. And long story short, you fast forward and I just step out in faith. I record peace, be still kind of being like, I don't know what I'm doing and why I'm doing this, but I'm just trying to be obedient to what I feel like God is asking over and over and over. And little by little, that song just got into people's hands and doors just started opening that we weren't even knocking on. And, you know, eventually you just have to go, okay, God, like I hear you. <laughs> and lo and behold, you know, at the top of 2020, I'm a 39 year old woman signing our first recording contract and putting out a radio single and making a record and just kind of being like, what's happening? And, you know, we released the song and what, two months later, all of a sudden our entire world shuts down because of this pandemic and every single person in the world is now facing waves of disappointment, waves of fear, waves of anxiety. And suddenly that song, this song that had already been that weapon of worship for us in that season years ago to help us kind of move from fear to faith and from anxiety to peace and from, you know, disappointment to awe and wonder again. Um, is suddenly now in the hands of so many other people and in the hearts of people because of people like you and radio stations that came alongside it. And, you know, it's, for me, it's that confirmation of that prayer of, okay, God, you're in this because no one can plan that. No one can predict that. You can't, you can't with the greatest strategies in the world, you couldn't have released a song in the midst of what the world would be facing. And that was never the goal anyways. Um, But I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God's promises are true. And that's why, you know, as a songwriter, as a worship leader, as a believer, I feel such an obligation to write songs that help people move from where they are into the promises of God, that as they're singing along, they are confessing something over their mind and over their heart and over their spirit that, if they feel fear in the moment that the more they sing it and the more they confess it, they can move into actually the presence of God and the atmosphere shift in their, mm-hmm. in their own selves. Cause I can't control what's happening around me, but I can actually partner with God's promises and allow it to shift what's going on inside of me. Um, and so that's really the heart and the, the story between time who I am and peace be still and how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of amazing. And I think the song is so, um, because of how you wrote it and it become it came to you so organically and, and how it made itself to 
um, the rest of the world. It's, yeah. I think it comes through in the song. And it is, you know, every day I talk to anybody and everybody's struggling with something yeah. um, and some more than others. And then to have a place to go and a song that you can listen to and just feel that calm and that peace and know that, okay, we're gonna get through this. Um, there is there is another side, you know, we're gonna, it's not gonna be like this forever. And yes. I think that song says all those things. And it is amazing that it came along at, the, at this time. I mean, I mean it's, it's actually, it's just been a sweet confirmation that there's no expiration date on the things that God, you know, you feel that God has spoken over your life or that you feel like, you know, I know that there's so many people that are gonna listen to this that they've, got things that they're carrying in their heart that are promises that they felt like God spoke to them and they're 10 years in and they haven't seen it happen or 20 years in and they haven't seen it happen. And I hope that my story can always be um, an encouragement to people that there's just no expiration date on what God's written over your life. And if you're willing to live a life that's surrendered and saying, you know, being obedient in the season that God says, lay it down and walk away from it. And then again, in the seasons when God says, pick it up, because both times was a stretch of faith and a stretch of obedience for me. It was really hard to lay that dream down at 25. And to be honest with you, it was not super easy to pick it back up at 39 years old at this phase of life. But at the heart of each season has been, God, I just want to be obedient to what you're asking me to do. And I want to be in the center of your will. And that's what this season is. And, you know, we're all, like you said, we're all struggling on some level, whether we were in a pandemic or not, you know, I think about all the people that were already in difficult circumstances that now have the stress of this weird situation that we're in now. And I I just keep going back to, this is why we all need Jesus because no matter what season you're in and no matter what you're facing, like we need the presence of God to sustain us and anchor us in every season and without him, we're just lost. We do. We drown under the waves of life because I mean, God's really clear. He says, you know, Hey, this life isn't going to be super easy. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like you're going to face fear. I, I mean, Jesus literally says, do not be afraid or some variation of it 365 times. Mm. Like he was very aware that this was going to be something that we faced daily, but he was also saying, fear not because I'm with you. You know, do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. I am the Lord, your God. Like I've gone before you. I'm behind you. I'm beside you. You are not alone in this fight. And I think, you know, hopefully my life and, and the songs that I sing and the songs that I put out, they're just an echo of that every single time and that people can grab onto it and maybe it pulls them out of a wave and it anchors them in the midst of whatever storm they might find themselves in. Absolutely. It is one of those songs that it's, you have a moment when you hear it. And I, I think a lot of people <laughs> have that. So um, thank you for the gift of that song. Something we were uh, talking about again before um, is how we're dealing with our kids and being home and quarantined. And, you know, and you saying that how we need Jesus right now. And it is on those days when we just don't have it together and we're not our best selves. <laughs> There's more we those have- days <laughs> than the other. <laughs> Um, yes. And I, you know, and I told you this, there's been many apologies to my girls that, you know what, sorry, I'm just not my best self today. (laughs) I think that that's like a running theme in our house right now is just, you know, just say you're sorry a million times and just admit (laughs) failure. (laughs) Like everyone just have enormous amounts of grace. 
I mean, yeah, you, you're, you're, we were talking about this before you're in it with me. Like, you know, I'm an 11 year old and a nine year old. So we're still in that phase where they're not driving. They're not out. They're still home and they're very much in need of a present parent being, you know, very much attentive and in their daily life and making them see feel seen and heard. And that is tough as a working mom right now where you're working and you have obligations and that's not disappearing just because we're in quarantine. And then you have children who are also wanting your attention and children who are used to being at school at this time. You know, we were talking about that. Like our children are used to those hours from eight to three of being at school. And, you know, unless you're a homeschooling mom, um, they're not really seeing our work life to this extent. And even my 11 year old, you know, she came home one day in the midst of all this. And she just said, like, when you dropped me off at school, I knew that you worked, but I didn't know how much you worked because when you would pick us up from school, you were pretty much done with work. And she's like, it's really hard being home all day and you're working all day. And I just, I didn't know. And I just wish that you didn't work so much. And, and she was just being really honest that it was a struggle. And I just looked at her and I said, it's also really hard for me too. I wish I didn't have to work as much as I do right now. And then I could just be with you all the time. And this is super hard for me as a, as a mom. I feel like I'm failing you, but I also can't fail my obligations for my work. And I think every mom that's in this situation, we're all struggling with this together. And, you know, every day I'm having to just honestly ask the Lord, like, what's the blueprint for today? Because like, how do I make my kids feel seen today? How do I show up for my work today? How do I prioritize these hours? How do I manage the schedule? You know, how do I walk in, you know, patience and not impatience and it's hard. I mean, I've lost my temper. I've had lack of self-control. I haven't managed time. Well, I mean, I've done, I've done it all wrong. Um, but I'm just honestly just being like, Jesus, I just need you. And I think I was telling you that that's the, at the root of it. I just looked at my daughter and I just said, we both need Jesus in this season. We, I said, you're going to need Jesus to fill places that you're used to me filling. And he's going to have to be the thing that fills you more in this season. And mommy needs Jesus to help me be more than I've ever been in this season. And to, um, I said, I'm having to do things, more things than I've ever had to do before at the same time. And I said, and I need Jesus to give me strength and wisdom on how to do it. And so I think being really honest with our kids and having those really honest conversations and not painting these pictures of, we just have it all together or the opposite. Like they see that we don't have it all together. And we're also not willing to just say, we're sorry please forgive me. I didn't do a good job today. They need that vulnerability. They need that honesty because I think that leads to that conversation of we both need Jesus. And if we take him out of the picture that we don't need a savior, then how do we preach that and teach that to our children? Well, you need Jesus, but you know, I don't want to paint that picture. I'm a mom now, so I'm good. I don't don't need any more than you do. (laughs) I'm like, no, we both are struggling to maintain the fruits of the spirit right now. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, it is a challenge. And I think anybody who tries to say that it isn't is lying. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I'm like, really? You have it together? Okay. <laughs> so how are you? What are some things that you are doing to find that time to yourself? Because we are all together all the time. And yeah. I'll go days and I'm like, wait, did I get any time? You know, and sometimes it's midnight to 1 a.m. after everybody's in bed. And that's my quiet time. <laughs> Um, yeah. Are you um, that you're getting those moments? Yes, it's a struggle. So we have 
we, on top of being quarantined, we actually have friends that are living with us while they remodel their house and they have a one-year-old and they also have a dog and we have a dog. So our house is just full (laughs) (laughs) on every capacity. (laughs) And you know what? I think to some degree, I've learned that, you know, I don't need as much time to myself as I probably think I do sometimes. It's, it's making sure that when I get those moments by myself, that I really allow those moments to fully be what they need to be and not trying, you know, to also sneak in a load of laundry or, you know, like actually just really being like, okay, what does that mean? And for me, most of the time that means I need to go on a walk or our gym has opened up with really, you know, great social distancing measures or me going to the gym. Um, cause I can put on a podcast, I can put on worship music, I can put on a, a sermon, same with my walk. Most of the time if I go walk and I'm in nature, I don't want anything. Like I just mm. want to like feel nature and just connect with Jesus. Um, those two things have been really, really significant for me when we were in the months when it was, cause we live in Nashville and it's super humid here. Mm-hmm. So when we were in the months when it was beautiful, like we would go on a walk every single day and my kids would ride their bikes and I would do laps and I just, it was enough it's harder now in these really hot months. So I've stuck away to the gym, to be honest with you, more for my mental and spiritual health than even my physical health. Um, and then to be honest with you, we have started adopting at about once a week. We send our girls to their room and we set up for them to be able to watch a movie together at like seven o'clock and they get to watch a movie until bedtime. And we sneak away to our bedroom And, you know, we get to them, watch a movie or talk or something. And we've just had to say to them, like, hey, like we have to do some things a little different than we've done in the past, you know, just so that mom and dad can connect because the more we connect, then the better parents we are for you. But we're also just kind of embracing the fact that it's just a season. You know what I mean? And everyone just has to adjust their expectations. Right. Self-included. My husband. You know what I mean? Like I don't get to go to the gym every day. And that's okay. Like, you know what? So I'm going to gain five pounds, whatever. Like, right. We <laughs> all are. <laughs> so it's fine. Like, yeah. Let's just get over it. It's just a season. And, you know, hope trying to make the best of it, the best way we know how every day. Yeah. And I think that's what we're going to have to do heading into the school year um, with so many unknowns and uh, online or in person. I mean, what is it going to be for how long? It's, it's I don't hard. know. <laughs> I know it was weird. My kids, I could feel like they were wanting some level of normalcy. So like over the weekend, they were just like, can we just go buy school supplies? We know we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we know, know where we're going, but I think they just needed that like for their own brain, like just something that felt like tradition, you know, where so much has been lost. So we did, I have no idea if we will ever use these backpacks or these lunch boxes or these new ice packs that are in the shape of a kitten. Right. I don't know, but Hey, whatever. Like if One that day. helps them <laughs> mentally for a minute, great. <laughs> I know my daughter the other day, can we please just go to target? Oh, <laughs> you're my child. <laughs> oh, same. It was like, it was the first time that like they'd really been like, really shocking and they were just like whoa just looking around you know because everyone's got a mask on just like whoa this is different and then the other day this is such sidebar we got like a girl scouts magazine and all the girls on the girl scouts magazine had masks on and my girls were just like oh this is real (laughs) (laughs) this is really happening (laughs) 
<laughs> so what lies ahead for you? So you have an album uh, that you're working on or are you, when is it that? Finished. It's coming out in August. Ooh. So it comes out August 21st. I'm so excited. Because <laughs> um, one of the things I didn't say earlier was that back in 2013, I had, before I really took that break and really like just shifted my whole life, I had started making a small EP. And during that season, God was like, mm, no, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Still not my timing. <laughs> and so I, I canned that and, and walked away from it. So to actually be in this season and to feel just like the, just the open, the open handedness of God to be like, yes, like this is the time run with it. Make this record. I went into it going like, well, I'm going to make a record with the thought that I may never make another record again. <laughs> I was like, let's just put it all on the table. Put it all out there. I was like, I'm 39. The world's upside down. Let's just go all in. Go for it. Go for it. And so I'm I'm honestly, I'm I'm really just so proud and so excited about the record. It's, you know, it's songs from really the last seven years that I was, as God was changing how I saw him and how I saw myself and paradigms about who he was were really changing for the better. Um, it, it's, it's, it's my story. It's really the story of my life and for the last seven years and these songs and a lot of them, um, are, are for the church and, and some of them are not, you know, they're not congregational worship songs, but you know, at the heart of it, I'm a worship leader. And so I wanted to make sure that this record had a very overt heart of worship behind it. And that these were songs that you could worship to in your home, in your car, in your church. And then there's also songs that aren't that, you know, genre at all. There's a song that closes out the record. That's probably my favorite song on the whole album. Not because I don't love all the other songs, but it was the very last song that I wrote for this record. So it was the most recent. And back in the fall of last year, I just had like a really difficult season of anxiety again, but it was just, it came out of nowhere and it really kind of took my breath away because I wasn't anticipating it. I just thought, what's the irony that, you know, I have this song out that's all about overcoming fear and anxiety. And here I am dealing with anxiety again. Like, you know, it just was like, what the heck? And, you know, it was really, it was, it was hard because I felt that thing of like, I should be so much further along than this. Like, why am I struggling with this again? And I just remembered this one day just saying to the Lord, like, I just wish I could start over. Like, I just wish I could hit reset and like undo the last you know, month that's just been so hard and I've just so struggled and it hasn't been easy and feel like I'd made, you know, just made mistakes relationally with people out of just that, that struggle. And, and I sat down to write with Mia Field again, who helped me write Peace Be Still. And that particular day, she shared a story of a loved one that had gone into rehab. And I said, it's just so often that as believers, like we, we think, that we have arrived. You know what I mean? Like in our mind, we know we haven't, but we want to tell ourselves as believers, like there's a point where you just don't struggle again. Right. And I said, but the thing is like, I've walked with God so long now and I have such a history with him that in every season where God's allowed brokenness to surface, there's always been healing. There's always been God restoring that, which was broken and honestly making things better than it was. I said, but so often we just wish we could start over. And so the song is called start over. And the whole thing is about God actually speaking to us 
And it's from, it's as if God is singing to each of us and saying, you know, it's okay. We can start over again. You know, I've got you and um, you're not alone in this and you're not broken. There's just some things I want to mend. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really proud of that song and I can't wait for it to come out. Cause I think there's so many people that they've walked through a divorce. They've walked through the loss of a job. They've walked, they've walked through the loss of a loved one, or they struggle with addiction or they struggle with mental health issues. And the thing is with Jesus, there is always, always the promise that we can start over with him. Yeah. And I just think for me, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take all this time talking about it, but I think it's, it's just it's such a part of my journey and it's such a part of my story. And I felt like the most beautiful way to end the record because this whole thing has started with peace be still and for it to end with start over, which was God just saying like, Hey, you you get to come back and do it, do it all over again. I can set you free all over again. I can heal you all over again. I can minister to you all over again. It just felt like the most beautiful way to end the record. And then there's all kinds of other songs and I'm just, I'm so excited. So what is the best way to find you to connect with you? Uh, HopeDarsh.com or Instagram? Instagram, I'm probably the most like present on Instagram just because I feel like it feeds into a lot of other things. I'm not so great at social media. I know, I get it. I I didn't grow up in an era with this and I'm not a picture taker. And so I don't think about it. Um, You know, it's it's been a hard, that's been probably the hardest part of this whole journey is just, I'm like, I just, I just want to write songs and sing songs. Who cares what I'm cooking for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) But so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on it, but I, you know, I'm just old school. I'm like one of those people that like, I just really want to be present with people in the moment. And I don't think about whipping out my phone, but that is the best way to connect. I am on Facebook. Um, and then there's my website, hopedars.com. Well, Hope, we could go on forever. I've so enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you for joining us. Um, oh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get to, to chat again soon and do this again. Yes, I would love that. And thank you, as always, for listening today. Feel free to find us and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Life Inspired Podcast. And I will put all of Hope's links on, uh, on our uh, show notes as well. Uh, Until next time, stay safe and be well. Hope, thank you again. Thanks for having me. Bye.